0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird, and I got a exciting guest uh, for you lined up. There's a lot of history here. I've known this person for a very long, long time. Uh, went to school together in another lifetime. Um, I'm happy to bring her on. She's a single mother of four, high school teacher, and she is a fitness and health coach. So without further ado, my guest today is Kate Kimbley. Kate, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm good, Adam. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Good. absolutely. So listen, let's dive right into this. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: All right. Well, um, let's see. I have four kids, 17, 15, 11, and 9. Um, that takes up most of my wow. most of my attention and everything. <laughs> but I also, I am a high school art teacher, um, which I love. And I do fitness coaching on the side. Um, for a long time, it was just women only. And now I started to do kind of everybody. But um, yeah, I just balancing all those things and they're all things that I just feel like I'm investing my time in and not just spending time on. So I try to make sure that everything I do is kind of investing time in things that last, not just spending time,
0: you know? Very nice. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, um, I want to dive into high school teacher art. How, how did that come about? Was that something that you've always wanted to do was be an art teacher or how did that, that transition into becoming an art teacher?
1: No, not at all. I actually never aspired to be a teacher. My dad's a teacher and a football coach and all that stuff. My brother's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. And I was never going to do that. Um, I went to school for art and for creative writing at the U of A. Um, And then I was uh, married to a military man for 20 years. And we moved around a lot. Um, And when you're moving around that much, you know, careers are limited. So I started a career in advertising, which honestly, I was um, not, it was fun. And I learned a lot, but I felt like I was using the majority of my talent to lie to people and to convince people <laughs> that, you know, to buy things they didn't need. And to, and I did, that just wasn't me. And I feel like I needed to invest, like I said, invest in people more than that. Right. So it was something I really wasn't in love with anyway, but we started moving around. Um, and so I stayed home with my kids. So I had four kids all in different states, countries, blah, blah, blah. And then um, the last place we were in Texas Um, the only thing I needed to go back to work because of just some just situations that were in our family and income, lack of income, things like that. And the only thing that was available was, um, the very small school that my kids went to and it was a pre-K through 12th grade school, Mm -hmm. 200 kids all in one building, but that's 200 kids total from pre-K to 12th grade. So very small country. Yeah. Very rural. Um, and they needed an English teacher. I had subbed and taught English before in one of the places that we lived and So, um, I talked to the principal and they asked me, I had been going to the school to help tutor kids just for free and help them with their English and with their writing and things like that. I've just been doing that for free. And, um, they asked me to, um, get certified to become the high school art teacher. And so I really wanted to incorporate art. There was no art program at this time in the school at all. Like not at all. I mean, it was, there was nothing. So I kind of, I told the principal, okay. I will get certified to teach English and I will get certified for art if you let me start an art program while I'm teaching English. So he said, deal. So I taught as I was getting certified and I started an art program at the same time, which started as like one intro art class, you know, for high schoolers. And then the next year rolled into an intro and a secondary art class. And then it rolled into, we want you to teach the elementary kids too, because their parents heard about it and they want them to be exposed to art. So then I was teaching all of high school English And all these art classes, and it became very overwhelming very quickly. But um, anyway, at that time, I kind of ended up moving back to Arizona and got the job as just an art teacher at Saguaro High School, and um, I wouldn't want to teach anything else.
0: (laughs) Really? Nice. That's awesome. So it's funny because I I did high school for two years as a sub, Mm -hmm. and – I was terrified of it because I, d- I did junior high first um, when my son was was in junior high and that was fine because mm-hmm. all the kids knew who I was. I got to the high school and I'm just like, oh, was I like this in high school? Like this <laughs> yes, was <you> probably were. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> but you're high,
0: right, <laughs> you know. And it was and it was just like it takes a it takes a special person, I think, to teach high school. And I think, in my opinion, and I've said this on on many shows before. Teachers are underappreciated in this country, um, so let me say thank you for what you do because it, I know it's not easy, and it 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 really is uh, kind of the love you want it, I, and I would assume you feel this way too. Is is that you feel like you're adding value to? a young person's life. And, and knowing that maybe years down the road, they may come back to visit you and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. And the, the advice that you'd given me at, during class or whatever has changed my life for the better. And I think you can't, you can't put a price on that. You can't, I mean, that's just priceless, quite frankly, right?
1: Yes, for sure. And I honestly, you know, I feel very fortunate being the art teacher, because it's kind of like I get to be the fun parent, like, you know, (laughs) they want to come to my class and do the fun stuff. But I do make, you know, I do put connections with the kids and helping kids with life stuff kind of in front of more important than the actual art stuff. I teach art, obviously, that's my job. But you know, I do have kids that come back and visit me. You know, I've been there for three years and I have kids that come back and want to just come and hang out and do art in my studio, you know, while class is going or that want to come and see me during their lunch hour and during this to do art, to talk about life, to get help. So that's probably my favorite part about it is, you know, it's really cool to see kids develop as artists, but it's even more rewarding to see them develop as humans. So that's my
0: favorite part. Do you have a favorite part of art that you teach whether it's it's painting or, or drafting or drawing or or sculpture or anything like that is there what do you prefer well,
1: I'm it's funny because there's like <laughs> what I'm best at and what I like the most are like two different things so my I mean I'm much better at drawing and painting than anything else um when I got there for the last you know few years as this gigantic kiln sitting in the in my back studio that hadn't been touched in years. Um, and because this, the, the teacher that I teach with and the teachers before me didn't know how to do ceramics. And there's this great kiln sitting there. And I know that some of these kids, especially if they're struggling with two dimensional art, would find like success and joy and, you know, passion in doing uh, ceramics. So last summer, I took myself, I went to the, um, there's a clay co-op in the um, in Tucson. And I went there and I took art. I took ceramics classes. So I learned how to do ceramics and I okayed it with the school, you know, to order plays so for the next year. So I ordered clay. I spent the summer learning ceramics. And then this year I've kind of integrated um, ceramics into the curriculum for the beginning and intermediate art. And then next year I'm going to offer, the, I'm offering a full ceramics class. So I love teaching ceramics and I love doing ceramics. That's probably like my favorite. It's more, I don't know, it feels more therapeutic to just use your hands in that way. Yeah. But I'm probably the worst, probably my worst thing. Like I, my clay pieces look (laughs) good, but I love doing it. It's super
0: fun. Given the current world situation, are you, are you, um, and, and I don't know this. I only know that some schools in various States, uh, my son is obviously down there in Tucson, uh, He's he's gone to all online. Is that something that you guys are doing as well right now? And if so, how hard is it to teach art in an online platform?
1: Yeah, it's tough. Um, so honestly, right now I'm still waiting. My I'm having technical difficulties, so I haven't been able to get in touch with my kids, which is killing me. I've been able to give them some like Instagram messages, but they're all on Instagram. Um, because we have an art at Instagram or an artist tomorrow Instagram page. But um, but Just to to be able to come up with something that they can all do um, that they have have materials for is tough because I provide everything they need um, at school. So they only have to bring a sketchbook. But I mean, I have all the pencils, I have all the paper, I have all the paints, I have all the clay, like I have all the stuff and they don't have any of that. Um, Especially since, you know, going into this, we just went on spring break, nobody knew that um, they were going to have to you know, that they were, they were coming back. And right. so they didn't bring anything with them. Um, they didn't bring their sketchbooks home. So I'm having to come up with creative ways and using a lot of um, internet, social media, things like that to look up different ideas and things we can do, but I can't even get in touch with them yet because um, I'm waiting for like the TUSD tech services to fix myself. So um, yeah, it is challenging. It's very challenging, but um, mm-hmm. you know, I've had several meetings with the fine arts staff um, at Saguaro, over Zoom like this. And we've just decided that in this time, um, when the kids are trying to figure out how to do all of their core classes online, we as fine arts staff <laughs> want to provide them with um, activities and assignments that kind of enrich their time at home instead of stress them out more. Right. And so we are working to give them assignments that will be you know, more or less fun and Creative, um, Therapeutic and, we'll,
0: and stuff like that.
1: Yes, therapeutic, yeah. exactly, yeah. instead of something to stress them out more. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge um, for sure, and I'm kind of doing it as I go like day by day. You know, let's think of something else they can do. So it's not like I have this whole thing planned out at all. But, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be challenging, but I think it could be really interesting and fun, honestly, in the end.
0: That's that's really cool that you guys are doing that, I, especially you want to make a connection or keep that connection <laughs> that you have with your kids. Uh, in your classes and stuff, and and this folks, this is why we we say teachers they fall in line under the community heroes. You know, Heroes Media Group. That's who we cater to is the Heroes community, and we're we're fortunate enough to be talking with Kate today, who who falls in that category. Um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. Okay. You and I got connected, reconnected, I should say, because uh, we like I said, we went to high school, we graduated together. Back – well, we don't need to tell everybody when, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but we got reconnected kind of through social media, and that's kind of the cool thing about technology is we get reconnected with people that we went to school with and were out of touch with for many, many years. And one of the things that that you do uh, – you you do these morning workouts – Uh, You're up at at the uh, butt crack at dawn is what we like to say, Um, which is is I'm I'm very much a morning person. I was in the military myself. So it was, you know, 430 every morning. And Mm -hmm. as long as I've been out, it's still 430 every morning. Um, And I'm a morning person. I have to do my workouts in the morning. I'm not the nighttime workout guy or anything like that. Cause if, if it doesn't happen in the morning, it's not getting done. Right. Uh, and I think for me, it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the, day. I get more stuff done. My mind's clear and and I just feel more uh, better about myself, but I see these workouts that you're doing and I'm like, golly, like in, and, and you're doing the cool thing about it is you're doing it at home. Right. Um. So how do you, how did you get started in the whole fitness health coaching and and what prompted you to like record yourself and taking pictures of these doing these workouts
1: okay well um i started i've always been into fitness so my dad is um football coach and cool. weight trainer so i mean every summer it was never like you know are you gonna play sport or are you gonna work out it was like what workout are you gonna do And every summer we're in the weight room whether it's the weight room that at the high schools that he would teach and coach at or our, you know our garage which you know converted into weight room so I mean, that's always been a part of my life, lifting weights, um, fitness, all those things. Um, As I became older, it just became, you know, honestly, mental health wise, a necessity just to have that in my life, Um, especially just there was a lot of stress and things like that with the lifestyle that we had and um, raising four kids and all these things. So it was a necessity. It was it was definitely a necessity for mental health wise as well. Um, And then as I, you know, got more into it and I just started talking to more women, it just seemed, it occurred to me that not everybody understands how beneficial it can be. And a lot of people operate under the misconception that, um, if you're going to be in shape, if you're going to be into fitness, it has to be your life. Um, and I remember I was listening to one, I was working out and I was listening to this one trainer say something to the effect of, um, you know, if you, if, if you don't make it your number one priority, um, fitness is not your number one priority and your number one thing, then, you know, then you're not going to ever reach your goals. And I thought to myself, that's not true. That's BS. Like I should be able to have my kids is my number one priority, you right. know, and there's other things that are my number that should be able to trump fitness, but still, you, know, part be, of your you know, be in shape and work out. And so I just know that a lot of people were operating under that misconception. Um, and at that time is when I started and I was teaching and, um, I was still working out and I was teaching and I had always, even before I started really doing any online stuff, you know, the schools that I was teaching at would ask me to help condition, um, condition, Certain, you know, sports teams, or um, especially the girls, because you know there's a lot of male coaches out there who really would like to have a female role model, a fitness role model for the girls. And so I would go and I would stay after school and condition the volleyball team, or I've done like the cross country team, things like that, or even the teachers. Like I would do an after school workout for the teachers. So I've just done stuff like that, just for you know, um, just just to do it because I believe in it. Um, and at that time is when um i had someone reach out to me to be a beach body coach online um and i tried it and i like it um but it's one of those things where because it's video based it's super helpful for people and i and i think it's a great program and it has really changed my life because i've been able to be coached as well as be a coach you know via video and doing all these things at home and that's kind of what got me started recording myself and putting myself out there for um for coaching mm-hmm. But then, you know, off of that grew just reaching out to people, um, or people reaching out to me uh, because they needed help, and just sending them videos. Okay, you asked, you know, you wanted to work these parts of your body, or are you having, you know, these are your goals. Let me just show you some things you can do, and just sending them videos. Um, it's it's grown into me, um, you know, teaching boot camps and conditioning and things like that at different facilities and subbing um, and you know, all those things. So it just kind of has evolved. And um, it's something I've always been interested in. I've always done. And it's just kind of evolved into different things over the years. I,
0: it, so for people that are listening to the show, and, and we have yes. listeners really all over the world, yes. and, and and they want to find out what you're doing or, or connect with you. And so what's the what's the best way they could do that? Or is that something? That's, that you? Oh, what was that? Is that something that you that you're open to?
1: Yes, um, definitely. So Instagram is probably the best way. I mean, I'm on Facebook too. But Instagram. My kids tell me that Facebook is for old people, so. <laughs> but so I'm on Instagram too. Um, I actually have two Instagram. I have like a personal. They're both they're both public because um, I just I had started an Instagram that was like my regular Instagram, and then I started one that was just fitness. But to me, the just fitness one it's helpful for people that are already in that fitness world. But for normal moms, people, working adults, the fitness one looks like, well, that's all she does is fitness. That's why I like my personal one more because it's like, no, I have a full-time job. I'm raising four kids. Fitness is not my life. It's just a part of my life and it enriches my life. And it can do that for you too. It doesn't have to be your number one priority. So, um, I kind of gear people toward that and that's my, um, I think it's Kate K underscore 79. That's my um, personal Instagram one. And then from there, you can go to see my, all my other things because I have like an Art at Saguaro one and I have, you know, right. a fitness one, all those things. But yeah, my personal one, I think I prefer because it's more realistic as far as it's not all about I was fitness. just going to
0: yeah. say, I love the fact because it's very transparent. People can yeah. see that you're, that it's, it's realistic. Now I'm going to ask uh, when you're doing these, these crack dawn workouts, you know, and, and people, like you said, they have a tendency like, Oh, if, well, if you're not putting fitness in your life, then you're not really serious. About, okay. Whatever. That's, I agree with you. It's such BS. Right. But most people also think that if you're going to work out, Oh, you got to go to the gym and you have to do it for like an hour, two hours. Oh, I got to do an hour of cardio. And then I got to do another hour of just like my back or, or, you know, whatever, like, how, you're not spending that time on it and you're, you're tone, you're in shape and people like go check, see her IG and you see the workouts that she, she's doing from your house. Mm-hmm. How long do you spend in the mornings working out?
1: Um, usually thirty to forty minutes. It could be anywhere from twenty to forty, really. Um, no, and I have over the years found you know my favorite are um, compound workouts because if you lift weights the right way, if you move your body, if you use use your uh, your body weight correctly, right. um, and put little to no rest time in between sets, um, if you're doing it right, you're going to be getting a cardiovascular workout while you're lifting. So to me, I mean, I have not set foot on any kind of a treadmill or anything for years. I can't I can't do it um so to me just mindlessly running on a treadmill I I can't do it um I do I do cardio workouts that are more like agility training so I'm having to use my mind and think about what my feet are doing I like to incorporate you know mind as well as body and the whole thing. But yeah, no, um I do mine in my living room. I do have dumbbells, but I also have lots of things that people can do with just their body weight. Um, and I'm not a morning person, Adam. So you are, I am not. I have to make myself get up at 4.30 because for a long time I was doing these nighttime workouts. I was trying to squeeze it in. So I'm always like trying to rush the kids to do their homework and eat dinner and get in bed so I can get my workout in before it's too late. And it was just this whole it was kind of a stressor. So I said, okay, I'm not a morning person. I hate getting up in the morning. I'm going to do it anyway because it's just going to, it's going to work better for everybody. So I started making myself get up at 4:30. Um, By 5 o'clock, I'm working out, I get my 30 to 40 minute workout in, and then I start waking up the kids and getting them ready for school. And then by the time the day is over and I'm coming home from work, I am 100% available to my children to, you know, make dinner, spend time with them, help them with their homework, drive them to all their sports, do all those things without having in the back of my mind that, stress of like, when am I going to fit my workout in? So, so that's why I do it in the morning, but I'm not a morning person
0: right. <laughs> at all. What, what I'm all, what I'm hearing other than you're not a morning person is that you made this a priority in your life and you fit that into your busy schedule, being a single mom of four kids at various ages, high school teacher and, and coaching other, other people. You made this a priority. You found time in your, in your schedule to do it. And and you're doing it, and th- and in doing so, by the end of the day, you give a hundred percent to your kids when they come home from school, uh, and whatnot. So I, th- for those of you that are listening that are thinking about, oh, I don't have time to work out. Stop lying to yourself. I don't. I don't care how much. Like, listen. You. you as far as I'm concerned. You, you're talking to two you're listening to two people right now that that have been single parents for many many years that have worked 40 50 hour jobs traveled the world and have done the things that we have done in in our uh, short amount of time on this earth i mean we're both you know seasoned but we're not that old either right and right. <laughs> and the fact if we can do it you can too. You, there's really no excuse. Uh, I, I deal with you know, and some of you out there. Uh, I know we got a lot of veteran fellow vets that are listening. You know, we we suffer from you know injuries and stuff like that. I can honestly say if I'm not if I don't do a workout, and that could just be getting up in the morning and walking my dogs, I, yeah. I my day is just it. It's kind of crappy. I'm not gonna lie. It just it. I feel better about myself uh, doing that. So hats off to you and and, and Kate. Listen. Those of you that are listening, look her up on Instagram. We'll have this stuff on uh, the Decision Hour social media pages, as well as the Heroes Media Group uh, social media pages. We're coming up on time, Kate, but I got one more question for you. Um, You're on a show called The Decision Hour, and we make decisions every day, right? Yes. Uh, So name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it, and what was the atmosphere like for you at that time?
1: Gosh, that's a tough one. I feel like there's so many times um, that that's happened. Um, gosh, ah, uh, um, yeah, it, it's
0: it's difficult.
1: I know, and right? I I, I love one. it because
0: people are like, oh, I thought I had one, and, and but it's like it's it's literally every day, and it's with the experiences that. The stuff that we've been through in our lifetime. I mean, you literally could pick probably a hundred different ones.
1: Right. Um, probably. Um, so our last station was Texas and packing my kids up um, and myself and leaving Texas to come home. And knowing that it's going to be not knowing what's going to be ahead of me. Am I going to have a place to live? Am I going to be able to support my kids? I did it that time. I had gotten my job at Soro over the phone, um, but I didn't know what any of it was going to look like. Um, it, I was alone, and so it was pretty scary. Um, so I, that was probably the biggest. I just, I just did it. I just knew I had to do it, and I did it. And I have a great family here that is full of support. But it was one of those decisions where – this is like a, this is a no going back point. You know, you're going to do this or you're not going to do this. Um, And doing that, it was, you know, it was a really good decision. It was, it's been, you know, it's tough, but it's been really good. So that's probably one of those moments where I could have done the, um, I don't want to say the easy thing, but the, you know, the less the less intensive part of thing on my part, like I would have had to do the less work to just stay in a situation and and just let things, you know, continue to happen and just react instead of taking the initiative to step out of a situation um into the unknown. And that's probably that's probably that's what I awesome. would say without that's giving awesome. too many. Yeah, no, I get you know, it. I got details. I don't want to air but my launch. No, no, I got you. Like, that's, that's, yeah, yeah
0: that's I, it. I get it. I get it. And I appreciate yeah. you sharing that. Uh, with us. And I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule during the day to uh, join me and the listeners uh, on the show. Uh, folks, that's all the time that we have today. Uh, big shout out to Kate for for coming on to the show today. Also, before we let you go, make sure you check out Heroes Media Group, our parent company. Uh, if you're interested in becoming part of the HMG family, simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.